Hey, what's up? Like, totally time for 90210. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the 90210 Show Mountain. My name is Mark. <laughs> With me, as always, is my hot girlfriend, Carol. How are you doing today, Carol? Hey, what's up? How much been a good week here? It is... June 13th, 1997. It is, but thank goodness it's not Friday the 13th. We don't need that kind of drama again. Right. We don't want drama here. <laughs> we don't want Jason Voorhees following us. <laughs> For sure. Do you like any of the Friday the 13th movies? We talked about some of the Friday the 13th movies when we talked about our favorite horror movies like two years ago. I mean, they're fine. I don't love them. Yeah. I like. I like Freddy. Yeah, that's more your speed, I think. Even I even prefer Michael Myers to uh, Jason Voorhees, honestly. Really? Yeah. Okay, the first Halloween movie is a legitimately good movie. That's like a proto slasher, you know. That's like that's a very good film. But none of the other ones are good. <laughs> we saw that terrible one with the guy from Clueless. Paul Ruddy. Yeah. And it sucked. It was fine. What? <laughs> it was fine. Okay. Okay. Anyway, It was not fine. Not what we're here to talk about today. Though. We're not here to talk about Jason Voorhees? No. But uh, the one guy that Brenda was dating, his dad, <laughs> his dad somehow escaped from Jason Voorhees in uh, Friday the 13th Part 8, Jason Takes Manhattan. I miss Brenda. I do too. <laughs> Although we get a lot of Valerie in this episode. Yeah, it is a very Valerie-heavy episode. A lot of Valerie in bed in tight undershirts. Were you seriously fucking checking her out while she's, like, crying and freaking out and stuff this whole episode? I'm sorry. I find vulnerable women attractive. Dirty old man. (laughs) (laughs) This was kind of an interesting episode, though. It's like... It was a good episode. There was a lot of... Uh, it harkened back more to the older days. Okay. Where it was less soapy and more serious. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, it was, you know, after school special serious. Right. <laughs> but they did do a lot of... It uh, was, I'm not a chicken, you're a turkey. What the fuck? You don't remember that commercial? Hey, why don't you try some pot, dude? Was the kids yeah. the, on the at the locker. Why don't you try some pot? No, I don't, I don't want any. What are you, chicken? I'm not a chicken. You're a turkey. He just shoves past him. Yeah, that's not how life works. Like the um. the, the next scene of that would be that kid in a waste basket. Right. But in this episode, they deal with mental illness and trauma. Yeah, very much in your wheelhouse. Yeah. Not was... that you're mentally ill, but... <laughs> right? I, well... You have... <laughs> <laughs> you have a, a fascination with mental illness. Yes. So um, we start out with Valerie, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. Yeah. And she's having a We might ni- as well talk about that one first, yeah. She's having a nightmare. Um, running down a super long hall. Yeah. To get to a door. Apparently they had a really long hallway to, to their bathroom in their house. <laughs> I think it was more of the nightmare situation. Yeah, it's obviously an exaggerated. <laughs> yeah. But if, yeah, they, they start with like a voiceover of the the paramedic being like, sorry, kid, attempted suicide. 
Yeah. Over and over again to hammer into our heads. Oh, yeah, because that's what's causing her trauma. Yeah. And, like, I kind of love, though, that they're actually showing her dealing with trauma because she would be. And, like, glossing over the fact that her dad killed himself before she came out there was kind of annoying me. Yeah. And the, the like, the half-hearted mentions of it and everything. Yeah, like, she's just going to, you know, fuck her way out of it. You know? <laughs> That's how she'll get over it. She's got daddy issues now. Come on. If, if only that was the case, Carol. <laughs> right. So, yeah, she's running towards a bathroom, and, and then she screams, Daddy! And uh, Wait a second. I just had an idea. What? I could go to school, become a psychologist... And I could revolutionize, fuck your way out of trauma. <laughs> I am willing to take that sacrifice, Carol. Fuck you. That is awful. I can't believe you're even saying that. Oh, come on. Yeah, go to school, become a psychiatrist, and then fuck a bunch of girls. That's what you want to say to me. That's awesome. <laughs> Oh, my God. Anyway, you know they don't all look like Valerie, right? (laughs) (laughs) So she wakes up and screams, and Brandon and Steve come running in to make sure she's okay. That got me thinking, too. What is the sleep situation here? I'm assuming that Brandon and Steve are in the, the two bedrooms with the shared bathroom. The one that he and Brenda used to have. And then Valerie's in the Walsh's old bedroom. I I wholeheartedly disagree. Because the Walsh's old bedroom would only have one door for them to enter in. Whereas this one had two. Brandon came through the bathroom door. And Steve came through the hallway door. Steve's in the parents' bedroom. Interesting. What fucking detective work you did without (laughs) even telling me on this. Well, no, I actually thought about it at the time. Like, I was just like, huh, they both entered. There's two entrances to this room. (laughs) They both both entered her at the same time. That would have been a different episode. (laughs) For sure. Different trauma to deal with. She'd need uh, bags of ice to deal with that kind of trauma. So through this whole episode, she's having these terrible nightmares over Mm. and over. And at one point... She's talking to Brandon. Brandon about it because she can't sleep. She's trying to sleep on the couch in the living room. And uh, she has another nightmare, mm-hmm. wakes up screaming, and he comes over to comfort her, and she's just clinging to him and stuff. Oh, it was sad. But, yeah, they talk. Yeah, and she talks about how she was the one to see her dad, yeah, which she, I think we knew. Yeah, we knew she found him, but she adds the lovely detail that his brains were all over the wall. I cannot not funny, even but... imagine. Yeah. Like, it got pretty graphic for a second. Like, oh. Not too when I was getting real. I worked in the ER. I saw brains on a doctor once. Wow, nice. It's not something you want to So did the uh, did the guy blow his brains out in front of the doctor? Or? No. He was doing some kind of surgery? Or did he sneeze? It was the emergency room. They just, you know, they brought him in. Mm-hmm. His brains were falling all over the place. Yeah. No good. <laughs> um, okay, so Brandon... What was his name? Hmm? 
<laughs> like I would even know that. So obviously, yeah, and so obviously not, you know, appropriate. Yeah. So okay, so she talks to Brandon, and he's like, "Are you sure you want to talk about this?" And she's like, "I have to," and like, yeah. I mean, of course she needs to talk about it. Like, you were very, you were more animated during this episode than any other episode <laughs> I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> she like she she has to talk about it, and then Valerie's like, "I, I need to." <laughs> but um, you're calling shit like medical procedures before they're <laughs> they're, they're saying it and everything. Anyway, <laughs> yes, I enjoyed this episode. Um, then we've got David's dealing with his mother because she's, you know, mentally ill. She tried to kill herself. That was how the last episode had ended and what's kind of triggering Valerie. She's got manic depressive disorder or whatever. So she's in the hospital and he is just losing his mind. Like he cannot think about anything else. He cannot do anything else. He just wants to make sure his mom's okay. He tries to talk to her. And she won't talk to him. She just lays there with her back to him all the time. Yeah. Which is awful. Mel's there for five seconds. No. I don't even think he has any lines. No, he did. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because he talked to him separately. Like, in the room, I don't know that he said anything. Yeah. Maybe come on, David, or something. Right. But, no, I mean, like, he tries to tell David, look, I've been through this with her before. You just got to give it time. And David's like, what, are you just going and, like, cleaning teeth? Like, nothing's wrong? And he's like, yeah, I, you have to move on with your life. Life goes on, David. Uh, like, I don't know. I mean. Life doesn't go on? It does, but I mean, like, I feel like it's understandable that he's having a hard time. Oh, yeah, of course. That he needs maybe a minute. He needs a pause button. You know? I think that. I think that Mel's being a little glib about it just because yeah. he's been through this many times, probably. Right. Well, and even his friends are like, you know, you got to, you know, keep keep going, move on, blah, blah, blah. Like, they don't know. Come watch this movie with us. What are you watching? One Flew Over the Cuckoo's <laughs> Yeah, what the fuck? That was not a great invite. <laughs> and then they have an uh, impromptu discussion about it afterwards. It's like the world's worst and fastest movie review you know notwithstanding army <laughs> but no they're just like oh you know nicholson's good and uh, this guy's good and i can't believe danny devito and christopher lloyd are in this movie too and then claire of course is like you should read the book yeah she said the 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 guy who wrote it was an orderly in a mental hospital when he wrote it ken kesey that's kind of cool information claire's like really really smart yeah. It's kind of insane. Why? Like, Why is it insane? Well, no, it's just like... It's another reason she's like you. Thanks. But no, it's like when we first met her character, you would never have guessed that. That she's like super smart. Because she was all wild party, chain, chain myself to Brandon's back. Right, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, she was a you know Jeopardy contestant and she's tutoring Steve. And as she mentions later, she can tutor him in anything he wants. Yeah, except for one thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the nurse tells David and Mel. That hey, wasn't the nurse, I think. That that was the doctor. Doctor. The doctor. That's what I meant. Just because it's a woman no, doesn't mean it's a nurse. I know. It was a doctor. I just said the wrong word. Yeah. The, the doctor says they need to try some more aggressive treatment. Mm-hmm. So they want to do ECT or electroconvulsive therapy. And so the doctor's explaining to them 
basically what it is and the risks and one in 20,000 chance you'll die. <laughs> right. But, um, well, she'll die. I don't know. Like when I, I, I learned about this in school uh-huh. and when I learned about it, I was like, fuck that. They should outlaw this shit. This is awful. <laughs> and, um, like I, I heard about people who lost all their memory. Like they're like, there's a chance, you know, there might be some memory loss, but it usually comes back. Mm. There are people that lose it all. Wow. There are people who lose their whole personality. They come back like a whole different person. Oh, and, kind of, that's kind of that's kind of intriguing, though. Honestly, if you think about it, like a reset button. Kinda, yeah, I guess. If you if you hated yourself and your personality, be like, all right, let's reset it. But they're like they're shocking the brain and causing a seizure. And yeah. but the thing is, she's not responding to medication. So like. I kind of understand now that it sometimes it's necessary. Because they're like, because they're like, yeah, there's a one in 20,000 chance she could die from this, but there's a much greater chance if she doesn't come out of this depressive episode. That she's going to kill herself. That she'll kill herself. Right. So, yeah. And yeah, I, I kind of, I got what the nurse was, what the doctor was trying to say. I'm thinking of Nurse Ratchet from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Next. Okay. So that's why I keep, keep thinking of that. But Not yeah. the fact that it was a woman. Women can't be doctors. I, I'm just saying, like, in this particular instance, I can see why they would do it. I still don't, like, if I were in some terrible depression and I didn't want to get out of bed and I'm trying to kill myself, I still don't know that I'd want you to zap me in the brain. I would totally do it, though. <laughs> Think of the personality that could come out. <laughs> well, like, they're talking about how the mom won't agree and... I think that's messed up and not even accurate because if she's like not talking and like so, so depressed, Mm -hmm. then maybe they should be like working on getting somebody to make decisions for her instead of just being like, oh, well, she says no. Exactly. But David doesn't want to do it either. Right. He thinks it sounds dangerous. It it is dangerous. He, He thinks like you do. Yeah. But as... Like, I don't really know what changed his mind. Valerie. I guess. The coming together of the two storylines we've been talking about. Well, yeah. So Valerie goes to see him. And um, she's like, come on, I want to show you something. First of all, interrupts his his meal. He had Chinese takeout. And he's like, I want to eat this while it's hot. He sits down, opens the takeout box, never takes a bite. And then she's like, come on, let me show you something. And he just leaves the food. Yeah. This show wastes food <laughs> all the time. Like, remember when uh, Valerie and Donna were talking? There was, like, this big plate of food. Nobody ate anything. Yeah. That's how they stay so thin. They <laughs> always guess. talk about food, but they don't eat this. They like to look at it. <laughs> look at how good that food looks. But Into she, the garbage. Where the fuck did she take him? Um, To, uh, like, an overpass, like a highway overpass kind of thing. But it wasn't the overpass. It was well, like so, the side of a mountain or a cliff ki- or something? Kind of, yeah. Along the Pacific Coast Highway. Like the Pacific Coast Highway is on the left, if you're going north, right, if you're going south. On the left is the Pacific Ocean, which is why they call it the Pacific Coast Highway. Right. And then the other side of the PCH is the mountains. Um, and most of them are like kind of smaller foothills until you get into the bigger... Mountain areas, right? But that—that's, I believe, 
I could be wrong, but I believe that's where they were on one of those things. Because he talks about because they, they have mudslides there sometimes, you know. And uh, she climbs over the guardrail onto the other side. And he's like, hey, careful, you know, there's slides all the time. And she's like, yeah, that's right. Come right out under your feet. Just like life. Yeah, they can drop out from under you at any time. That's fucked up. That was stupid and dangerous. I'm sorry. Like, like in the show, okay, in the show, he comes out there with her and she's like, oh, you scared? Are you scared you're going to live or are you scared you're going to die? Right. And it's like this, you know, great revelation. He's like, I'm scared I'm going to die. And He's like, like I want to live. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. I think that was the stupidest bullshit I've ever seen in my life. She says that anytime she's afraid, she's going to end up like her dad killing herself. Right. That she comes out there for a gut check, basically to see, you know, if she wants to die. Which seems, I mean, I guess, okay, so you get the affirmation that I'm not going to end up like my dad because I don't want to kill myself. But, I mean, what if you did that? Yeah, what (laughs) if the ground drops out from under you? Or, yeah, like, one. And two, what if, like, you were suicidal? Then you just do it? Because she says to him, she's like, you can go ahead and jump. I won't stop. I won't try to stop you. Yeah, that was very fucked up. And like, if he was suicidal, by the way, just, you know, PCA here, guys. Uh, if somebody's suicidal. PSA? PSA, yes. <laughs> um, don't Public ch- chivalry announcement. Don't challenge them. Right. Don't say go ahead and do it. Because. You don't got the guts. <laughs> They just might. Like, that's not a good idea. And then he jumps off the idea. freeway and she looks down and is like, oh, there's the guts. <laughs> right? So, like, thankfully, he was like, no, I'm scared to die. I don't want to die. What if he was like, you know what? I'm done with this bullshit. Mm-hmm. How would she have felt? Hey, second suicide victim that Valerie's <laughs> witnessing. Like, what the fuck? That I would have loved to have seen her face. Like, oh, no. <laughs> I, I envision this going so differently. <laughs> right? <laughs> So it's a family of four driving driving in the car oh below. My God, crashes into right. She just hears uh, choked cries from the children. Holy shit! <laughs> just turns into a fucking disaster. Oh, the carnage. Okay. So, at the end of the episode, there's a semi truck that crashes into the back because of the accident. He's like, "I've got a truck full of puppies here," and it just catches fire. Oh my God. <laughs> and Valerie's just like, mm, yeesh. Oops. Um, but yeah, so then he, like, they, 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 they come out from, you know, fucking Murder Central and they hold each other and everything. So I think that's, I think something's going to happen there. Yeah, well, and and somehow this revelation that he doesn't want to die, he wants to live, changes his mind about his mom getting ECT treatment. I don't really well, understand that. So he they they she takes him to the hospital and she says, you know, go ahead and tell her, you know, all she's like all the stuff we talked about, the things I never got to say to my dad. Yeah, which we have seems, no idea. Seems weird. Yeah, but uh, and David sits down. And he's like. Mom, I'm sorry about uh, when I stole the car when I was 12. And he does not. What are you talking and, about? And the mom's like, what? He's like, oh, this is stuff Valerie wanted to say to her dad. <laughs> I don't know why I have to tell you this. but No. Um, so he goes in there and he's just basically, he's like, hey, mom, you know, 
I want you to live. I want you to live for me. I want you to meet your grandchildren one day and, you know, all this stuff. Yeah, and that helps her. And and then, you know, but he also says, so you need to get better. And in order to do that, you need to do this treatment they want you to do. I'm thinking because he asks Valerie, what about the shock treatment? And she goes, let the doctors deal with that. Like, you know, kind of thing. Like, I guess convincing her or whatever. Basically, like, hey, that's not, we don't need to make that decision kind of thing. And, but I guess he just kind of decides that, you know, he, he agrees with the doctor that that's what, uh, that's what she needs. And yeah. And then she's like, comes out of him. Will you be the, will you be there? Will you be the first face that I see? And he's like, yeah, I'll be there. Like, great. Traumatize your kid. Like, can we play cards? You think that it's going to be pleasant for him to watch his mom get zapped in the brain and have a seizure? I don't think he has to see the procedure. I think he has to be in the room. <laughs> David, will you pull the, the lever? Right. <laughs> because if, I, if I'm one of the 20,000 that die, I want you to feel bad about it. <laughs> but, yeah, haunt you. hopefully it actually does help and she gets better. If we see her again. It might be like five episodes and then they're like, oh, we need her again for, right. for, for drama. We'll bring her back. But yeah, so Valerie helped him, and obviously, you know, they're they're getting closer. She took him to the hospital and stuff. And then, (laughs) oh my god! At the end of the episode, Uh she uh, receives an email response from uh, Carol Potter, like uh, from Cindy. Yeah, (laughs) hi, this is Carol Potter, (laughs) voiceover, famous mother from nine hundred two and and um, it was kind of, I mean, it was decent advice. I wish I could remember what the fuck she said now. It was decent advice. It was, like, I don't know why we just have her voice, but whatever. But between uh, that and, uh, you know, helping David, she's, like, all smiley and, like, I'm going to get a good night's sleep now. Yeah. But then she starts having the nightmare again. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh-oh. She opens the door. One time she opened the door, her dad was there on the floor, by the way, in the stream. Yeah, they shouldn't have shown that because no, it, it looks stupid. It, it looked dumb and it did not it did not match her description of brains all over the place. No. Um but when she opened the door this time, David was there. He was like, I I just I killed your dad. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to worry about him anymore. <laughs> now we can be together. Oh my god. <laughs> both have crazy parents right oh yeah if they have kids yeah <laughs> it's like maybe they shouldn't be combining their genes well, <laughs> oh well well we'll see they'll be very attractive batshit insane children right <laughs> it'll be like harley quinn right <laughs> mr j okay um other storyline was dylan mostly a uh, dylan Dylan and Tony. Yeah. Do you want to do? Do you want to do that? What did you want to do? Brandon's brief storyline first. Let's do Brandon, I guess. Okay. Yeah, Brandon's is funny. Brandon's goes to the editor and he's like, "Hey, um, because Tony's decided to have a dinner party mm-hmm. with all of with all of Dylan's friends behind his back." Yeah. He's like, "Yeah, I I went through your black book or whatever. I called all your friends." And I invited them all to a dinner party behind your back. It's so messed up. It's because I want to meet them. Wouldn't you think that's like stalker behavior? Like... I have gift bags of Noxima. 
<laughs> and yeah, I know it's it's weird. But so Brandon goes to the editor, who's I still can't remember her name, no. but he says, "Hey, do you want to go to this dinner party?" And she's like, "Look, we can date if you quit." No, if if I I can fire you and go with you, or or you can continue to write for this newspaper, and we don't we we can't have a relationship, right? And he's like, "Oh, but this is so dumb. Why?" And she's like, "It's just not a good idea." And he's like, "All right." And so then she's taking a shower. She's getting she gets out of the shower, and for some reason comes up with the weirdest lies I've ever heard in my life. I'm working on a, a paper. And it's like, and then she opens the door. Like, he's going to know you weren't working on a paper. Right, because she's in her robe with wet hair. He could have just said, I just got out of the shower. Right, exactly. But he's like, come on, it's important. Open up. And she opens the door, and he's like, can I come in? She was like, fine. So he comes in, and he's like, I'm, I'm resigning so that, that we can date. Because, you know, some things are worth it, and you're worth it. And she's like, no, nah, you don't have to quit. <laughs> What, what what the fuck? What, was it a test? I don't know. And it was one scene apart. Like, it did not provide any dramatic tension for the episode. Yeah. Because it was resolved so quickly. Yeah, because they wanted to move into the dinner party then. Yeah. So, but yeah, so she went with him. So, But it was so dumb. I agree. She's weird. Mm-hmm. She's a weird lady. Yeah. I don't know if I like him with her. It'll be it'll be a relief when she ends up on the pile, right? <laughs> In the desert, with all those uh, ET video games. Right. Um, so, Dylan and Tony are getting hot and heavy. Oh yeah. Um, She's inviting all his friends over to watch. Her dad's out of town. She invites him into her house. Bruno's there. Bruno, the uh, security guard. Yeah. Security guard slash maid slash butler. He's just always fucking Slash there. chauffeur. Right. Um, yeah, they start kissing and Bruno looks in on him again. Yeah. How fucking creep he is. He is. He's it's like creepy. He, it's like he's got some kind of alarm. <laughs> Our lips are engaged. I gotta take this out. <laughs> right? Just rubbing Noxim all over his body. But he sees in her dad's office a picture. Dylan. He is Dylan. Yes, Dylan. Of her dad and his dad. With their arms around each other. Yeah, looking like they're golfing or some shit. Like, I would immediately at that point be like, hey, that's my dad. How does your dad know my dad? Right. I'd want more information. But instead he goes, who's the guy? She goes, I don't know. Because why would she? Right. Like, what the fuck? Why, Dylan? So eventually, if if and when she finds out that that is his dad in this picture, she's going to know he was, like, fucking lying to her. Yeah, it's going to be weird. And eventually, like, during the dinner party, I think, he sneaks back in there. He's looking for information. Yeah, he's digging through her dad's desk. And Bruno catches him. And Bruno's like, what's up? Yeah. And he goes, oh, sorry, just, I had to see this. And he shows the picture. He's like, that's my dad. And he's like, yeah, I know. Yeah. I know who you are. Because they, they use the name McKay talking yeah. about him several times. This guy did not fucking kill his dad. Yeah. If 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 he had killed his dad, one, he would not have a photo of them looking like friends because that would that would be fucked. Like, what to kind be of a, a psychopath psycho. yeah. do you have to be <laughs> exactly. to look at that every day? <laughs> 
Just look a glance over and just smile and shake your head. Oh, I remember when I blew the fucking shit out of you. Right. So, number one, there's that. And number two, if he did kill his dad, he wouldn't want him hanging around his house or his daughter. Correct. Yet they're allowing that. Correct. Even though, yeah, he's got Bruno watching him. It seems like no matter who the guy was, he'd probably have Bruno watching. Like For sure. You know? And then Bruno says, like, he's like, yeah, you know, oh, I know, I know, I knew your dad. He's like, your dad was a good guy. He's like, oh, not everybody thought so. He's like, well, he was always good, you know, in my book or yeah. whatever. And it's like, these are not the words or actions of people that had to do with someone's death. Yeah, I think that... There is mo- no way this guy killed him's dad. I think the mobster who said that was like trying to get him to kill this guy. Maybe. The mobster guy has some kind of beef with Marchette or whoever. That's possible. Now, the, now the mobster guy didn't say the name. Oh. He said, do you want to know who killed your dad? Okay. And uh, the implication is, if he told him, he'd throw him off that thing. Right. He said no. Because Dylan said no. And then he went to his dad's old cellmate. Oh, yeah. Just some dude in prison. He's like, oh, yeah, everyone knows um, Tony Machete killed him. So, yeah, maybe this guy had some beef with Tony Machete then. Maybe. Or maybe it's just rumors. Right. And no one actually knows. Or maybe the mobster is behind it and the mobster told uh, the cellmate, like, maybe he leaked the information to the cellmate. Maybe the cellmate's in on it. Maybe he just leaked that information to him or whatever. Because he just anticipated that Dylan was going to go down this road and find these clues and try to try to get sure. this guy. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> But I, I'll yeah. tell you what, I will, you'll be able to knock me over with a feather if, if it turns out that he actually killed McKay. I don't think so. Yeah, I'm sure he didn't. So hopefully Dylan will be smart enough to figure that shit out at some point. Dylan is no evidence against Sky, by the way, at yeah. all. Yeah. The word of one convict. Right. It's ridiculous. So, I mean, and he's getting really close with this girl. Mm-hmm. He's not able to kill her dad, even if he wanted to. I mean... Not because he's not a psychopath. Brandon even says he's like, he's like, when are you going to kill the dad after she falls in love with you? Well, he didn't say kill the dad. He said, well, yeah, something. I don't. Does Brandon really understand that he's going to kill him? Yes. And he's just he knows he wants on to. board with that. He's not on board with it. He's against it. But what is he going to do? Mm. He found him that, that picture. <laughs> <laughs> he printed that gif from the internet. Right. So, is it GIF or GIF? I think it's GIF. All right, because the G stands for graphic. Right. So, g- graphic. Right. So they have the dinner party, and like Kelly shows up in this red dress, and everybody's like, "Oh my gosh, she's so hot!" Like, yeah, not really. I mean, we've seen her in hotter dresses than that. They all looked good. Yeah, and they all look good. And Valerie wasn't there, but all the rest of them look good. <laughs> no, yeah, Valerie and David were dealing with their demons. Mm-hmm. What? Just imagine them with like a Ouija board. <laughs> <laughs> They're off on a Scooby-Doo adventure. Buffy's there. Right. Um, There's a crossover. I know two and Buffy <laughs> the Vampire Slayer crossover. That would be a hell of a... Well, they all take place in California, so... That's right. Could work. They could be driving somewhere like Sunny. We got to stop and get gas in Sunnydale. Oh, there's one more storyline we almost forgot. What? 
What? Why are we done with the uh, the dress? What about the dress? Well, I just it was funny to me that like you said, everyone's like, "Oh, Kelly's so hot in this dress," and the the editors all like um, jealous and everything, and he's like, "Oh, well, you're jealous, chief, or whatever," <laughs> and she's like, "Well, you know, when you're when the guy you're dating's ex girlfriend is a cover model." Right. It can make you a little jealous. And he's like, oh, you know, I'm not whatever. But he doesn't say any words of comfort. Right. Yeah. Like Dylan immediately is, you know, saying the right things. Yeah. Because she's like, oh, you see the dress that that uh, she's in uh, Dylan's girlfriend or whatever. And she's like, and he goes, uh, yeah, I'm too busy looking at you or whatever. Right. Yeah. He handled it well. Brandon handled it like an idiot. Yeah. But either way, she's not. I mean, yes, she is slightly prettier than all the other girls in that room slightly yeah maybe i wouldn't even say actually the doxima girl i think they're on the same level um mm. no yeah. you think kelly's prettier yeah i don't i think the one that, that would rival her is um uh claire really i hate her hair so much face wise i guess but i hate her hair she reminds me of you so no so anyway yeah they all have nothing to worry about but her and her annoying artist boyfriends there. I don't like him. I don't either. I just want him to go away. Why isn't he done with that mural on the wall yet? Right? So, okay. So, the other storyline. Can we move on to the other storyline? There's actually two other storylines. Two? Yeah. I think they're kind of one, but okay. The mouse? And Claire and Steve. Yeah. You think they're one? Yeah. Okay. Because it's all at the beach pit. Yeah, that's true. So all throughout the episode, the Peach Pit's dealing with the fact there's a mouse. One mouse. It's so ridiculous. Like, it was just wasted minutes of this show. Um, it really is. And the mouse is stealing the cheese off the traps, and Willie is using some imported French cheese on these traps. Like, yeah, why would and, you do that? Cannon bear. Yeah. <laughs> and um, You know what cheese is made backwards? Hmm. Eat them. Eat them. Okay. E-D-A-M. Eat them. Okay. Is made backwards. Cool. M-A-D-E. Uh-huh. Get it? Uh-huh. Yeah. You're a freak. Anyway. <laughs> Keep that one under your hats, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they're trying to get this mouse. The resolution of which is Donna being like, hey, come here, mouse. And it just climbs into her. Yeah, like she's fucking Snow White. Exactly. <laughs> And then she just sets it right outside the door. Yeah, like, that's not coming back in. Yeah. It knows where the food is. Exactly. Like, you need to take it a little further down. They've been feeding it camembert. (laughs) Right. And then she, like, fucking touches people. And it's like, you didn't wash your hands. You just touched a mouse. Everyone's got fucking rat bite fever. So gross. And that mouse was too big. That was not a mouse. That was a rat. That was an entire handful of rodents. I think it was. I think it was. I think it was kind of a a uh, a fat mouse. Maybe I don't know. But speaking of handfuls of something, Claire and Steve. So, yeah, Claire and Steve were sitting together. Like he's showing her how he's improving in his class, and she's proud of him. And he puts his arm around her. Yeah, they're just talking or whatever. Yeah. And then he goes to take it away. She says, Don't do that. It felt good. 
<laughs> and then they decide they're going to go to this thing together. Mm-hmm. So they're, like, dating now. And then at the very end of the episode, he, he takes her home and he kisses her. And she's like, oh, all, like, falling into the door. So that was cute. Yeah. I think they would be good together. Yeah, I hope that they are. I think they're good together. I think uh, David and Valerie will be good together. Um, I don't like the rest of the couples. No. Because you got Kelly with the douchey artist. You got Brandon with this weird-ass editor. And then you've got uh, Donna with the abusive, elusive Ray. Yeah, and Dylan with the Noxima girl. Well, no, I like her. But, you know, there's the whole weird dad stuff going on, so... Yeah, Ray was there for a second, I think. I believe he had something to say. No, Ray wasn't there at all. Ray oh, was so not in that episode. Wasn't in the episode? Mm-mm. I just didn't want to pay him. Yeah, like Donna just mentioned that he was like busy or something. There was a cr- crash on the 405 or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's what you get for dating someone from Reseda. <laughs> it's a very California joke, I'm sure. Lives in the valley with the scum. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's it for this week. All right, so uh, Carol. So tune in next week to see what's going on with <laughs> all these little yeah, love you connections. You auditioning for uh, a uh, radio job now? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, you can write us at latefee1994 at aol.com mm-hmm. and check out our website at www.retrolatefee.com yep. and tell your friends. All right, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.